Wow. <laughs> um, I'm Sherilyn. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Sherilyn. Uh, my sobriety date is June 24, 2000. Oh, my home group is the How It Works group. Uh, we meet on Thursday night in Indianapolis at the uh, Garfield Park Baptist Church. And uh, wow, what an honor and a privilege it is to be here. And um, thanks for inviting me. Uh, you know, I keep thinking, how <laughs> did I get here? <laughs> you know, <laughs> how do I go from a young kid that uh, walks the neighborhood with a fit of whiskey every day to uh, being here with you people? And uh, it's just really cool. <laughs> it's just really unbelievable, really. Um, and I, I'm so glad you guys asked me to come. And, and uh, my, my first thought was, uh, I think Michelle called me. Or somebody called me Michelle and my first thought was what <laughs> you want me to do what and then I thought why <laughs> are you are you sure that you don't know who I am <laughs> it's a miracle it's a miracle that I don't drink today and I don't take drugs you know and because um, there was a day when I thought I was going to be one of the unfortunate ones you know it says some of us are some of us are unfortunate, you know, we can't, uh, we cannot or will not be honest with ourselves. And, uh, and I thought that was the case for me because I was coming to Alcoholics Anonymous and I got me a sponsor and I got a book and uh, I'm going to a meeting and I got a home group and I can't stay sober, you know. Um, my home group was on Thursday night and I would, uh, I had to go there every week. My sponsor told me that uh, your home group is the group that you show up to every week, no matter what. You know, you just, that's the group that you're going to go to. And uh, if you're, even if your rear end falls off, you know, you're going to be there. And so, um, and I go there for the new person, she said. You go there for the new person that comes in and then they go back out and then they're gone for three years and they come back again and I'm still there, sober. And, and I could understand that because that's what happened to me. I came in and I went back out. I was gone for three years. I came back and the same people were there. And I thought, man. What are you guys, you guys are still here. So <laughs> anyway, I got a home group. I got all this good stuff going on. And uh, I'd leave on Thursday night and uh, I'd be pretty good. And Friday night I'd go to a meeting. And um, on Friday night then I'd leave the meeting and I would be going nuts. And I would have to go get messed up, you know. And I would think, well, it's Friday night, you know. And I'll go out and get my groove on and... Um, then I got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, you know, by Tuesday or Wednesday, I'll be able to go to sleep and Thursday I'll be okay again, you know, and I would, I did that for a long time, you know, and I'd get back to the home group on Thursday night and they'd start reading how it works. And I'd be like, oh, you know, my life sucks, you know. So, uh, I don't know, it was crazy, but I guess, uh. I, well, I could go give you some background. I grew up in, a, in an alcoholic home. My, my parents were divorced when I was real young. Um, I don't ever remember them living together, but uh, it was really not a bad deal for me because I had uh, two of everything, you know, two birthday parties, two summer vacations. I didn't think it was a bad deal. And, um, and my, I lived with my mother. And she's an alcoholic. <clears throat> And uh, my dad remarried and a, a lady that was an alcoholic. <laughs> and, um, they, and she had two boys. And, and, um, but anyway, it, was, it really wasn't too bad, I didn't think, growing up. Um, 
it was a lot of fun, really. My, my mom was a party animal, you know, we're Irish and Catholic and, and uh, St. Patrick's Day was a good time, you know, at my house. And um, the parties were always at our house and uh, we were having a good time, really. Uh, I thought, you know. Um, so, and I had two, two stepbrothers when I went to my dad's, you know, and um, of course my dad married an alcoholic and she, uh, was so she got sober when I was eight into Alcoholics Anonymous and stuff like that and and uh, so her and my dad were always off to some AA meeting you know always you know and I, when I got a little older teenager uh, I used to make a lot of fun of them you know oh my god you go over there gonna drink a lot of coffee <laughs> you know watch out because they're gonna be drinking lots of coffee you'll get too much coffee over there <laughs> They're always going off to that A and A, you know. They're they're gonna uh, they're brainwashing them, making them drink all that coffee. Uh, thank God, though, it was here when I was ready, huh? So, um, anyway, I I drank from a very young age. Um, I think the first time I remember really getting loaded was I was about 12 years old. And, um, I was over at my dad's. My brothers were there and. And uh, we were down the street at some girl's house and drinking and, and getting drunk. And, and uh, you know, I never did drink without getting drunk. Just never did. I didn't see any point in it. Uh, and there just was no reason to drink unless you're going to get drunk. That's what, We're not even going to drink. We're just going to get drunk. <laughs> you know, I'm getting drunk, and that's all there is to it. And, uh, and I did that. And I was about 12, and so I, I'm sure I didn't drink every day at that point because... At 12 years old, it's not an easy thing to do to just go out and get drunk all the time. So, um, but by the time I was about 14, I was drinking on a daily basis. Uh, and uh, my, my mom lived, had a live-in boyfriend. She never did remarry, but he lived there, and it was good. Um, and he had a daughter who was my age. And so, you know, she when I wasn't over at my dad's, she was at my house, and, and we would go out and stand in front of the living room uh, at 14. And you know, whoever was coming out, you know, would get us some beer, whatever, and and that's how we did that, and uh, and so, you know, I was drinking a fifth of whiskey with my girlfriends nearly every day at that point, and um, amongst whatever, whatever you got, I'll take it, you know, I was in for, I was up for whatever, you know, um, oblivion, that's where I wanted to be at all times, and, uh, you know, now I know I always thought it was my mom's fault I drank. <laughs> you know, she hadn't raised me this way. <laughs> you know, if they if they weren't out running to those AA meetings all the time, keeping a watch on me, you know, I might be all right. Or uh, if my mom wasn't drinking all the time, you know, and having all these parties, and you know, I'd probably be all right. But um, I, I believe I was affected with the disease, you know, by the uh, by the, when I was consumed or what have you, when I was uh, at birth. Because uh, I remember when I was in school as a little bitty kid, you know, always being afraid of uh, of everything, you know, um, and I always I never could measure up. Either I couldn't measure up, or I was, and I know you guys can relate to this because I I hear it from you people. That's how I know, you know, um, I was either way up here, you know, a lot better than all you guys, or way down here, you know, a lot worse than everybody. And I remember thinking, you know, that I was ugly and. 
I wasn't as smart as you, you know. It seemed like all the other kids were smarter than me. <laughs> and all the kids were better looking than me. And all my girlfriends had better looking boyfriends than I did, you know. And um, I know now that it's not all of everybody, <laughs> you know. I, I can be one of many today, and it's, it's a miracle. Um, and I don't have to be way underneath everybody else or way above, you know. Um, and that's a good feeling, you know, to be able to be one of many. But I always felt that way. And, and uh, when I got into high school, uh, a freshman in high school, I was uh, drinking and carrying on and stuff like that. And I had met this boy, and uh, I decided that, uh, you know, school was really just getting in my way. I was tired, you know. They always want me to get up and go every day, you know, and they show up at class. My first period class was a typing class. And I had smoked a great big fat joint every day before I went into school and tried to type and I, it just wasn't working out. <laughs> I didn't do well. I didn't pass that class. <laughs> I'd be so stoned, you know. And uh, plus, you know, it's, a lot of times I would be out till five o'clock in the morning. My mother was waking me up at six o'clock in the morning and hell, I was what? It's time to get up? I just fell asleep, you know, and I'd be hung over and I had to smoke that big fat joint, you know, to get me going. Shoot, something had to be done. So, you know, the problem was I, I think I always felt like I was the only one, you know, I had a fifth early times in my locker, you know, and uh, I, don't, I didn't know anybody else that had a fifth early times. Though. I was hanging out with kids that weren't really going to school at that time and um, so, <laughs> uh, it was really, you know, I felt really uh, out of place, I guess. And, and I'm not sure that I was the only one, but that's how it, how, that's how it felt to me. And, and what happened was I ended, I ended up getting pregnant. I was still going to school. I don't know why. Um, sometimes um, I would go and sometimes I wouldn't go. And I ended up getting pregnant. And, and then, boy, I was in the 10th grade at that time, and I was really out of place then, you know. I, I was, uh, there wasn't very many girls pregnant in the 10th grade at that time. And I remember taking this class at, uh, what, sewing or something, making rugs. We were making rugs, and <sighs> everybody's making their rug, you know, and I'm pregnant and drunk and all kinds of stuff. And everybody's making their rugs, you know, uh, Harley Davidson or uh, cool stuff, you know. And my rug had was pink and blue and it said baby on it, you know. <laughs> and, you know, I, I remember the other kids at school, you know, some of the, the jocks or what, or not the jocks, but the, the hoods, they called them. The guys with the ripped jeans and long hair. And we wore eyeliner, as guys did when I was in high school. And uh, Motley Crue and stuff. Um, and these guys be talking about, you know, how rough it is at their house, you know, how... They're so cool and, and uh, rough and, you know, doing this and that. And I remember thinking, you know, you just don't have a clue, you know. <laughs> you don't know what rough is, you know. And I, I just thought it was just so bad where, where I had come from. And, and I thought, no, you know. But anyway, I didn't make it. I quit school, you know. I decided that uh, that just wasn't working for me. And um, so I quit school. And. I guess I should tell you, I got married too at that time because I, I was running the streets with my, my mother was, didn't know what to do with me. You know, I was, uh, I was drinking and partying and leaving home. I'd stay gone for two weeks, you know, and I might come back and I might not. And, and uh, 
my mom would, she had the windows nailed from the outside, you know, so I couldn't get out. And I, at one point I went in the basement, busted out a window. So I, I mean, it was crazy. So anyway, she finally said, you know, you're going to go run and do what you want to do. Then, uh, you know, you're going to have to get married because I can't, I just don't know what she, her hands were, uh, you know, she just didn't know what to do. So we did, we went to, they took us to Kentucky, a friend of mine, and we got married. <laughs> Ah, and it was on after that, because I was, I was free, you know, she can't tell me what to do anymore, you know, I'm free, so, um, and I was free, boy, and I, we, we, we tore it up, is what we did, and we went and lived with his dad, he was 18, I was 15, it was chaos, and uh, so I got pregnant after that, you know, and I always thought that was okay. At least I was married. <laughs> we didn't have any rings or anything like that, you know, and we never had a ring. Or, and it was just on. And when they, dro they dropped us off after bringing us back from Kentucky, because you can't get married in Indiana, I don't think, at 15, even with parents. <laughs> they drove us to Kentucky. <laughs> oh. And we came back. <laughs> and they dropped us off out in the front of the house there and, and I believe he went one way and I went the other, you know. And sometimes we'd meet again, obviously, because I got pregnant. <laughs> we at least met one time, shoot. <laughs> oh, but we, I didn't even like him. <laughs> He was not my kind of guy. It was crazy. But we drank a lot, you know, and we partied and separately. When we got together, it was, it was real bad, you know. When we got together, I hated him. I wanted to kill him. And uh, it was just crazy. I come home one night, and, or one morning, I believe it was, because the sun was up. <laughs> and he had taken all my clothes and put him out in the yard with the dog in the mud hole. It was a mud hole out there, big old German shepherd on a chain. <laughs> and all my clothes, it was raining, all my clothes were out there. And I, I was so upset with him. I was like, how, how could you, you know, treat me this way? You know, I don't even have a ring. <laughs> you know. So, you know, the fight was on. I was busting out windows out of the house and all kinds of stuff, you know. And his poor dad, he was old to me at that time. He was, and uh, the poor guy, you know, he would just be like <laughs> trying to get us to quit fighting all the time, you know. And it was just, uh, it was chaotic. So I ended up, I had to, got pregnant, had a baby and all that good stuff. And, um, you know, I, I never did quit drinking or anything like that. You know, I was pregnant out to here. And uh, I thought, well, I just, I, I still would get my groove on, you know, and I smoked a lot of weed, and uh, <clears throat> I just would think, you know, it'd be all right, you know, <laughs> it'll be all right, and, and it, it's, it has turned out to be all right, thank God, but um, I remember going to the hospital, I was smoking, you know, and I'm thinking, God, I hope everything works out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it works out. And, you know, it did. It worked out. But uh, my mother came to the hospital, you know, and she, uh, <sighs> I know, it's insane. It was all right, though. I thought I was surviving out there. I had to survive, you know, if you would have lived with him. And these people always doing everything to me, 
You do have to smoke it too and drink and everything else. Shoot. So my mom came to the hospital. She was drunk. It was insane. And I remember this nurse was getting really angry with us. She told us to just shut up. You know, and I thought, dang, she's mean. She's not very nice. I'm trying to have a baby here. It was crazy. So it was, we, you know, after that, we, uh, I ended up leaving. I had to get divorced because he wasn't working out. It wasn't working out. And I got divorced and went back home and all that good stuff. And um, It's just been, you know, sobriety has been a good thing for me. I didn't... <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be, you know. I didn't want to get sober, you know. Uh, I just didn't want to live like that anymore, you know. It got to the point where uh, I ended up getting married again. I've been married three times. It's ridiculous. You know, they talk about that tornado, you know, <laughs> roaring through people's lives, you know. That's me. I'll just, I'll take you hostage and then, you know, leave. It's ridiculous. You know, when things get bad, I'm leaving. Oh, <sighs> I don't know. It got to the point where, uh, you know, it never did end. It just never ended. And I had, uh, I had, I was ended up. I had got two kids, and uh, I was get. I got divorced for the second time. And um, let's see, I had a six-year-old and a two-year-old. And so, and I was about twenty-two years old or something like that. It was really so. And uh, what happened was, I I had to. Uh, living in this little apartment you know I got divorced and I had quit drinking there for a minute because I was getting divorced and he was he was trying to claim I was an alcoholic and take my kids and I thought oh, he's crazy you know <laughs> so I I kind of straightened up a little bit I that's when I came to Alcoholics Anonymous see I came in and you know I heard some things I didn't know I was an alcoholic I, I came in I was 21 and um I, can, I went because my mother was wanting to sober up. And I knew where all the AA meetings were because my stepmother has been going to them for, you know. And so uh, I take my mom to this AA meeting, and I'm going to go down here to the Al-Anon meeting, you know. And she says, <laughs> she said, no, you know, you got to please stay with me. She was a mess. So I said, well, all right, you know, dang we go into this AA meeting and I, these people are talking and I'm like, oh my God. I knew I was an alcoholic right then. I was like, wow, that is wild. You know, I'm an alcoholic. And what a relief that was, you know, because I had thought I was crazy. I thought I was totally insane for a long time. Because my kids, you know, um, it was like, it was at the time when that woman put her kids down in the river and, uh, and tried to say it was somebody else took them. And that was late breaking news right before this happened at this AA meeting. And, and uh, when that happened, you know, um, it scared the shit out of me. You know, I was, I was afraid because I was thinking, not that I wanted to roll my kids down in the river, but I was so insane that I, it was like, I think I could do something like that. You know, I, I, my mind was just like, wow, you know, and it, it, put, it put some fear into me when that happened to that, that woman, you know, and I thought, I am as crazy as she is. I, I think I am. <laughs> and uh, and then I went into this AA meeting, and they're telling me I'm an alcoholic. And I was like, wow, thank God. You know, I'm not, I thought I was totally insane, you know. And I am, really, but I'm an alcoholic, too. You know, and there's, a, there's an answer. I got an answer here. So, um, so 
Of course, I didn't stay sober, though. I, I, uh, I did for a minute. I, I think I put 90 days together at one point, but, uh, and then I would drink, and then I'd put 30 days and then drink, and then I, I got divorced. I moved into this little apartment with my kids and stuff like that. And, uh, and I was free. I was free again, free, free at last. So I, of course, I started to drink, and I had myself convinced that I'm really not an alcoholic, you know, because I can drink just fine, you know. See? <laughs> it's real easy. And so, uh, you know, the, there was no clue there that I was sure I was trying to hide it, put it in a big cup with a lid. Nobody knows I'm drinking, you know. It didn't really occur to me that there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> there's something wrong with that, I mean. So, uh, but it, the, it was on again, you know, and here I was again and um, drinking and carrying on and trying to get my kids, trying to take care of kids. And it was like watching the cops, you know. It was like, um, when, if you see cops, you know, I'm like, yeah. There I am, you know, right there. Uh, but, you know, it was, it was ridiculous, and, and it was sad, really, for my kids. And, and my daughter was in the first grade, and uh, I had a little toddler running around. And, you know, uh, I drank every day, and, and they had to get up and get on the bus at 8 o'clock in the morning. You know, my daughter had to be on the bus at 8 o'clock, and, and uh, I, I just couldn't hardly make it. And um, every day I'd wake up, you know, I'd wake up a raving lunatic because, uh, you know, I'd be partying all night and the radio would be up loud and the kids ain't getting no sleep and she'd wake up in the morning and uh, we'd get up at 10 minutes till, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I'm running around screaming and hollering and, you know, get up, you know, <laughs> get dressed, <laughs> cussing, you know. We gotta get to the bus, you know. We're not gonna make it, and uh, and we get her there in ten minutes flat, you know. And we don't know what she was wearing, and we don't know if she brushed her teeth. And I know she didn't eat, you know. But we got her to the bus at eight o'clock in the morning, you know. And then I would be like sweating, you know. God, we made it, we made it, you know. And I would say, I'm not gonna do that tonight, you know. I'm gonna. Because I would go to work from 9 to 3 every day, and I, and I would say, you know, I'm going to, when I get home tonight, we're going to cook dinner. You know, I'm going to turn the stove on, we're going to go to bed, and we're going to get up in the morning and brush our teeth and everything, you know. And it, I just could not make it happen, you know. I just couldn't. It just wasn't happening. Every single day, by 3 o'clock, it was like my car would not pass the liquor store. I could do it. And, and it, it didn't happen, so... Um, so it just went on and 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 on, you know, and um, and you get those little moments of clarity, you know, those little things that that happen, you know, like uh, my son came to me one time, I would come home from work and went straight to the refrigerator to get me a beer and, and uh, my son comes and tugging on my shirt and he's like, Mom, you know, you don't need to drink that beer, you know, get you some Kool-Aid. And I was like, boy. Get the hell away from me! <laughs> you know, get out of here. Go to your room. And but, and that made. And I thought, well, how in the heck does he know what I need to be doing? I am grown. <laughs> and uh, but that played on my mind always. It was always there. I always thought, how did he? How does he know? And what does he mean? I don't need this beer. You know. I, and and it was just one of those things that uh, that brought me here. You know, that kept going on and on and on. And. Uh, what happened was I, I had met somebody else, this guy, and, and uh, he, he was a drug addict, 
and a for real drug addict, you know, and I had never met anybody like that. I thought everybody drank, you know, but, um, you know, I had dated him for a little while. Well, it was like three months before I realized he hadn't been asleep in three months. <laughs> I didn't know. I really didn't know, but I, I, he really hadn't been asleep for three months. And I realized that when I went over to his house, to uh, we were going to go out, you know, and this and that and the other, and um, he was crashed. He was asleep, and he wasn't getting up. He was not getting up, and uh, and I thought, oh my gosh, he hasn't been asleep for three months. I know it because he would come to my house, and I'd be drinking and carrying on and trying to go to sleep, and he would just talk, 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 talk all night long. I'd be asleep, and he's talking to me. I'd wake up, and he's still talking. I thought. <laughs> Jeez, don't you ever shut up, you know. So anyway, you know, I had to get in on it. Whatever, you know, I got to have some of that, whatever you're doing. Let me in. So, you know, and I did. I got in on that stuff. And, you know, I don't, I didn't like it. It was, uh, you know, you do a little bit of that stuff and you'd be up for three days. And I couldn't even blink. Ugh. And I didn't like it, though. And it was, I was like... You know, I, I, and I would drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and you can't get drunk. And I was like, God, you know, I hate that stuff. You know, I like oblivion. I like to forget what's going on. I don't want to be awake and alive and all this. You know, that's no, that's not good for me. And so I'd be like, God, I hate this stuff. You know, you got any more? <laughs> Are we out? Shoot. So that's what, and then I just kept continue to do it and do it and do it, you know, and try to get drunk and you just can't do it. And so, you know, it's, it was really a blessing because um, I don't know what I believe today. Well, I know for a fact that God intervened in my life, you know, um, I don't know why me, but I know that that's what happened because um, all of a sudden one day I woke up and I just couldn't, I could not do it anymore. I don't know. Um, I had thought about suicide. Um, before this one particular day, I had thought about taking my own life because, uh, you know, it was miserable, you know. And I decided, well, I can't take my own life because I got two kids. Um, how am I going to let them grow up knowing their mother committed suicide? Kid going to live like that? And I thought, well, I'll, I'll have to shoot the kids, you know. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna shoot the kids, and then I'll turn the gun on myself, and and you know, and then right, and, and I thought, damn, you know, what if I shoot the kids and they don't die, you know? Then how are they gonna live like that? <sighs> Knowing their mother shot them, you know. I mean, this is, <laughs> and then my next thought was, you are totally insane. What are you thinking? And it scared me, and I was like, God, you know, get the, quit thinking that way, you know, and and so I did, but. Um, I didn't shoot him. We didn't, we didn't have any casualties in the house. But, you know, I, I believe I was perfectly capable of doing that. You know, I was so crazy. And I, I felt like that's really what I wanted to do, you know, and, and I had it worked out. I didn't realize you could walk into a Kmart and buy a shotgun and shell at that time. Thank God. You know, <laughs> I found that out later. I didn't know that. I'm kind of glad because we, we might not be here, but... Anyway, God intervened anyway, so there's a reason, you know. Um, and I had had all these thoughts, you know, and I, I didn't know what to do with myself. And, and just one day I woke up and I was just, uh, I was just done. I just knew. 
uh, that I couldn't take it anymore, you know, and I can't live like this anymore, and I was filled with depression, and, uh, and I had never felt it, it that way before. I couldn't even hardly stand, you know, and, uh, and I cried, and my kids were real quiet that morning, you know, and, I, and they're never quiet, and they ain't never been since then, <laughs> you know. But they were that morning, and I think that I, I'm sure that they could see that something's wrong with mom. We better, <laughs> we better watch it, you know. And so they did, and I took them to school. I drove them to school, and I just cried, and it was just, I got back to my house, and the boyfriend was gone. I don't know where he was, you know. The money was gone, and there was no, the drugs were gone, and, you know, drinking, everything was gone, you know. And I was just, oh, this is terrible. And, uh. At first, I thought I was going to, I went back home, grabbed my baseball bat. I was going to go kill him because it's his fault, you know. You know, what, if he hadn't done this to me, you know, <laughs> you know, I'd be all right. And, uh, of course, I didn't find him, and I went back home, and I decided, well, I didn't decide anything. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't go to work. I, I didn't, I couldn't, uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. And so I, I said, you know, God. <laughs> help me, you know, and next thing I know, I was uh, calling, uh, I need help, <laughs> I'm going to kill myself, I told this woman, I'm going to kill myself, and I'm going to kill my kids, and I'm going to kill you too if you don't help me, <laughs> and she said, you know, can you come down here, and I was like, I don't know, I just don't, I don't know, <laughs> but I did, I drove myself right down there, and I couldn't believe I was doing it. I couldn't believe I was going to the hospital, and I, I got in the parking lot, I'm sitting out there for an hour thinking, I can't believe it. you know, I mean, am I really going to go in, and I did, I went in, and boy, it was like, whew, thank God, and, but I have to tell you, I didn't stay sober, you know, I, I stayed there for seven days, and uh, I felt good, you know, and I'm going to go home and get rid of all my paraphernalia, and I'm not going to drink, and I never did drink after that day, uh, it was February 6th of 99, I haven't had a drink, but <clears throat> two days I was out of that treatment center. Here come that boyfriend of mine, that fabulous man <laughs> that I was looking to kill a week ago. I was so glad to see him. You got any stuff, you know? And we were on it, and I was on it. And, uh, and so it, I, could, I didn't stay sober. And, I, and, it was, uh, and after that point, it was very something to help me. <laughs> I need out of here. <laughs> Um, and it was, it's just been so cool, uh, coming into this program. And I think that God just, said, I remember you guys said, you know, you gotta find God, you know, and I didn't believe in that. There was a God or, or I knew there was a God, but he was out there. You no, know, um, he was for you and, and those people and, and for whoever, but you know, not for me. They said, we well, gotta, you gotta have it. You got to. <laughs> And uh, this guy one time in an AA meeting said, who I really don't even like today, but I liked him then. <laughs> now, now that wasn't very nice, was it? <laughs> but he had a lot of good things to say to me when I first got sober. And he's, I remember him sharing in a meeting, and he said, you know, there's a hundred gods in here right now. You know, he's not lost, is he? I couldn't stay sober on that strength, you know, that you, 
And I was hurting, boy. I was wanted what you had, and I kept coming back. And it took me a, a year and a half to. Um, I, I kept coming back, and I, I, I think it's because you people didn't look like drunks to me. You know, you didn't look like I felt, and I was like, sir. When she was telling me she was an alcoholic, I was like, <laughs> look at you. You look normal to me. And so after hearing some stories of, you know, I, I thought, be where you're at, you know. And, that's, and uh, I want what you have. And I kept coming back. And, and you said, you got to find God. And I said, <sighs> and I heard, you know, get down on your knees and ask for God. You guys don't do that. I ain't doing that. <laughs> How's that going to help me anyway? I need help, you know? And uh, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. And um, I, would, I couldn't stay sober either. So um, it got to the point where, you know, I would have done anything. Stand on the head, on my head in the snow if you wanted me to. I'm going to try this getting down on my knees, but I don't know who, what the heck. And you said, just talk to God as if he were you. And so I would pretend that God was my imaginary. Um, I need some help. <laughs> you going to help me or what? You know, I'm sick of this. And, uh, and you know, I, I started staying sober. And when I realized finally that God could restore was when uh, I'm sober and I'm still waking up in the morning with my kids and screaming and hollering. And we're going to school and they're crying and I'm crying and everybody's a wreck. <laughs> Well, let me skip step back for just a second. She said, uh, where's working the first step? And she said, <laughs> um, powerless over alcohol. Yeah. You know, my life is perfectly manageable. <laughs> I go to work every day. You know, I drive a car, you know. She said, well, what about you cussing the kids out every morning you wake up? <laughs> I said, oh, that's unmanageable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I see now. And so how are we going to change it, you know? How am I going to quit doing that? And she said, well, you got to believe that God will be. So, um, so I'm cussing the kids out every day. And I'm like, I, I don't want to cuss the kids out because it makes me feel terrible. You know, I don't, I don't want to be a mother that cusses her kids out. You know, I just don't want, I'm bad about that. So she said, okay, here's what you do. Now, when you get up in the morning and you, the kids are driving you crazy, she said, you go in the bathroom and shut the door. You get down with God to help you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> And so that's what I did. <laughs> I go in the bathroom and shut the door, and I'm down on my knees going, God, please. And I did it every single day, you know. And after a while, I'm thinking to myself, boy, that's the only thing I did different, you know. Um, and, that, and this thing is really, and, uh, you know, my kids, before I got sober, they, uh, my daughter was a nervous wreck. I understand why. <laughs> you know, what's your problem? <laughs> you know. <laughs> For all, after all I do, you know. Uh, you want to complain all the time. That's all I get is complaints. Uh, and they just hated me, you know, and I would pick them up at my mother's house. And, uh, you know, I'd walk in and they'd run away. Please, you know, we don't want to go. We don't want to go. And I would be like, what is wrong with these kids? You know, dang. And, uh, they did not want to go with me. And I, I held them hostage, you know, because I figured if, they, if I got them, then I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm a good mother. <laughs> I haven't given my kids away. But, you know, I should have. <laughs> I should have. Get, I was holding them hostage. You know, they went everywhere with me. But uh, anyway, it was just, it was just ugly. And then and, and I was about two months into this thing, to school, and the bus stop was up the hill. 
And a few minutes later, I get in my car and I just stop the car and she comes running over to the car. And uh, so I cracked the window. I had to say, Mom, you know, roll down your window. I want your, my friends to see you. And I was like, oh, God, I'm rolling down the window, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, you know, and she gave me a big hug, and I'm only a couple months into this thing. And I thought, this is working. <laughs> months ago, months before that, I drove up that hill, and she would act like, spit, you know, a lot of things have happened. I've wanted to drink many, many times, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, and normally when things aren't going my way, usually when something, you know, gets me, the first thing I think about is, I, I'm going to drink. <laughs> and then I think, you're totally insane. And, you know, I, I don't want to drink, and I don't, I don't want to go back to where I came from. You know, it's been a miracle what has happened to me. Um, and it was stuff. <laughs> Even like cussing my kids out, I wanted to quit doing it. And it's only by the grace of God that I'm here today. Because at one point, the, the boyfriend that I had when I got here, he, I was very brand new so he he had come into my house when i wasn't there and had like uh, it was twenty six hundred dollars you know and i had hid it under the mattress because <laughs> i figured you know that's the dumbest place to hide nobody's gonna look under the mattress you know i'm gonna hide it under the mattress nobody will hide it there except for me anyway he found it and he stole it oh my god i was gonna drink that day you know and i was brand new sober then and um i had it worked out i was gonna drink and there was no way you were gonna stop me <laughs> And I didn't drink, and I don't know why, but I, well, I know that's what I should be doing, you know, and he's like, are you home? You do, and um, thank God, you know, and it's been a miracle, and um, my kids are, kids. <laughs> they're like uh, 11 and 15, <laughs> and I've had a bad week, <laughs> and uh it's, you know, that's why I'm supposed to be here. You know, this is where I need to be, where I'm at, where I'm from. <laughs> oh, no, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be, you know, um, at this very point down. And, and the reason our people from Indianapolis didn't want it to myself, <laughs> um, I didn't want to make a big deal out of coming down here. And, and it's worked out really well, but man, it's great. You know, and it, that's another miracle because when I first got sober, I could not be by my freaking seconds. My kids would go to their dad's house, whatever, and uh, I'd have to call my mom. Mom, I gotta come over. I'm coming over. I'd have to go spend the night with her, <laughs> and I don't even like her either, really. <laughs> that's not true. Sometimes I do. <laughs> anyway, it's it's just been a miracle. And uh, the kids are crazy, and uh, okay, God's taking care of it. I just know he is. Whatever. Whatever you want, God. Whatever you want, you know? <laughs> if this is the way it's got to be, then dang, okay. <laughs> I do put up a fight, but, um, you know, thanks for inviting me down here, you guys, and I love you people.